Welcome to Seeing Beyond, Living Transformed with mediums Kelly Eckhart and Cheryl Murphy. Over the next hour, you'll hear engaging conversations that will guide you in your own journey of personal growth and transformation. Now, here are your hosts, Kelly Eckhart and Cheryl Murphy. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Seeing Beyond Living Transformed on Voice America and the Empowerment Channel. We want to welcome you today. We have a very special guest. We have a lovely uh, topic today. We have a host and a and we have <laughs> we have Kelly Eckhart with me today. I'm a little uh, discombobulated there. Uh, my colleague is Kelly Eckhart, and our guest today is Deborah Martin. I always want to say hi to Kelly first. So, Kelly, how are you today? Oh, well, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing good. Hello, everybody. Yeah, yeah, we're all in healing mode today. Maybe that's why. Yeah. But I want to introduce you to Deborah Martin, if I could, because the topic of our show is called Healing Through Love with Deborah Martin. Deborah Martin is amazing. Her website is goldenmiracles.com. So I encourage you to check out her website and really sign up for anything that she has. If I could read a little bit about Deborah before I bring her on, uh, Deborah is an intuitive healer and a certified research medium that specializes in spiritual healing and spiritual surgery sessions. She has authored six books. She's also had three near-death experiences and is a survivor of cancer. So Deborah Martin, I mean, welcome to our program. I know an hour is not going to be enough time for people to get to know you, but if you would, just I want to welcome you and thank you so much for your busy schedule for coming on our show today. Oh my gosh, it's such an honor and a pleasure, pleasure to, to meet you both and to be on the show. Oh, Deborah, Thank you. it's a joy. I mean, just uh, getting to know you and learning about all that you do. I mean, and listening to testimony, you know, testimonials. I've watched YouTube channels uh, all about you also. And you're t you have a great program called Engage that we're going to be talking about on our program. I know that your T-shirt is super important for today. It's Army for Love. So there's so much to talk about. Can you just share with us, Deborah, like, how you got started or how you became, um, you know, did you grow up with being a medium and a healer or did, was it one of your near death experiences or how did it all start for you? Well, when I was age four, I started seeing spirit and that was really scary. You know, back then it wasn't talked about like it is today. So, you know, seeing faces coming towards me when I'm laying in bed, I was like, ah, what is that? And so I always wanted to like, yell downstairs can I come downstairs and all I got was go to bed right <laughs> and so the fear of that kind of pushed it within and I always believe that we carry that ability and when we're supposed to be enlightened or have the awareness that it's time um, that's kind of what's happened through my my life with my NDEs so my first NDE I had a premonition in a car accident in 1997. It was the same night that Princess Diana died. Oh my. And so I was out with some girlfriends and you know, you're watching that episode on TV It's over every on, on the screens everywhere. And then you have to get in the car and you're, you're like, I don't think I need to get in the car. And I was a single mother of three at the time. And my friends are like, ah, oh, you're just, you know, because of what you saw on TV. And I felt something deep, deep within like a premonition not to get in there. And so I did get into the back seat of a, a small little car and going down the highway, I had another premonition that 
we were going to be hit. And before impact, I said, not now. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, we spun and took 40 feet of guardrail out. So to make the story short, divine intervention came, got us out of the car, um, kissed me on the forehead. And um, I still have his teeth marks on one of my rings um, to show that he was really there. And um, he kind of left and nobody saw him. That opened my spirituality. Like what just happened? You know, why did that happen? Started going to seminars. Is this stuff real? And then again, in 2001, I was hit by another car. This time I had an out-of-body experience. I was hit by a diabetic seizure going at between 50 and 60 miles an hour. And I was at a stop and he's, that's what stopped him. The police were on a pursuit to get him off the, the highway. I will say the roadway. And um, I remember watching it all from above going, oh, that doesn't look good, right? And there was a big truck carrying some tractors behind him. And I said, well, that's going to, I'm done, right? But I, I did have fear. I, there was no fear at all. I was just watching it. And then I felt this strong presence behind me to say, are you ready? Mm-hmm. And I had just been, um, at, that, at that time, I was engaged. And I had three kids. And I was like, no, life's too good. And the next second, I was in the back seat of what was a four-door car in the back seat, same as the other car rack in this little pocket, all windows blown out with a mouthful of glass. And I remember the police officer talking to the gentleman that was driving that car, that truck and saying, are you okay? And he's like, no, I should have killed her. I don't know what took my steering wheel that last moment. Mm -hmm. From that experience, I heard spirit. And I also knew I was in another dimension. So my abilities to my mediumship just blew up. And I then shortly after that went and got tested by Dr. Ferry Schwartz and Dr. Julie Beischel. It was the Veritas lab during that time when I was tested. And that opened that mediumship up and everything was going great. and like, okay. And then in 2012, I became very ill and sick. Mayo Clinic couldn't find out what was wrong with me. And I was down to 90 pounds. I wasn't able to eat or drink anything. I was in a fetus position, just in screaming. If I took a sip of water or just a bite of cracker, it would take 24 to 48 hours of me not being in pain. Oh my. So at that point, you're, you lose all dignity. I lost all dignity to, to, to even keep my bowels in check. I didn't want to be here anymore. Now I had uh, four children and that time my daughter, the youngest one was in third grade and the other children were out of the home. So to think of they're going to be fine without me, right? And I'm just ready to go. That's what happens when you are in that critical space. You're really not thinking of your loved ones. You're just feeling the quality of my life and I'm ready. I'm just ready. And I remember praying and asking that I am ready. And one day I saw a spiritual surgeon show up in my room. Somebody asked me once, this is funny. Well, were you scared when you saw their knife? And I'm like, um, no, as a medium, I wasn't, but they were in scrubs. So it wasn't like it was scary, like do, 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 you know? Um, but anyway, so 
they proceeded to do some work on me and it was very, very painful. And I knew that I had to go through the pain, but in order to go through the pain, I wanted to remove my mind, right? How do I do that? So I remember taking a deep breath just to calm myself. And as I did, I lifted out of my body mm. and I floated up, up, up. And I came to, into a space where I was surrounded in white light. Mm. And I proceeded to see this white light coming close to me. And then how I describe God might be not be the what you would see God as. So when I describe it, it was as if I saw these arms reaching out for me, wearing a long robe, and now I'm seeing my body being carried. Okay. And as my body is being carried, um, my soul's watching this. And I'm saying, Ooh, I must be sick. I'm being carried this time. Last time I was standing, this time I'm being held. And he placed me on a beam of light and he took me into the space to have a conversation. And my conversation was pretty much like, remember these dates, 121, 12, all numbers are reversible. And so is this, your time was on borrowed time, but you need to go back. You will have a new mission and duty. But by me signing this contract, God was also signing it. Um, I didn't read anything more than that. I begged to stay because I wasn't in, in any pain. I felt loved. I felt safe. And I did ask, can I see my parents? My parents were on there. I was like, can I please see them? And he said, no, because if I see them, I wouldn't want to leave. Right. So I was held in a different dimension. I wasn't held. I wasn't in heaven. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I signed it and I can remember coming back into my body and it was like being held underwater for a long time mm -hmm. and just going oh, like that, taking a deep breath. And, and I could feel the soul going into the body. Mm. And at that moment, I said, what just happened? Am I different? And everything shifted at, at that moment. Um, I, I didn't heal immediately. I had to stand in my faith. I was told I would be healthy again. And that was part of what the growth I needed to do. And I um, then started healing with, um, at that time, a colleague of mine. And we were seeing miracles left and right. And I was like, okay, when God said I would be a voice, if you're going to be a voice, I thought it was my mediumship. You know, oh, well, I'm already to have that voice. Well, what happened is that I'm using my mediumship in my healings where I'm seeing loved ones come in or I'm seeing um, spiritual surgeon, surgeons come in or I'm taking them on a spiritual journey come to a place like where I was except now they might receive a, um, a healing words of guidance or even a loved one will come to them mm -hmm. that maybe they're grieving over mm -hmm. so the mediumship kind of takes on a whole different spin mm -hmm. because I'm laying there as their proxy I have their picture on my abdomen. Some people will tell me what they're dealing with because they just feel comfortable to, for me to place that in their prayers prior. Some I don't, I don't need to know at all because I don't want it to limit it, right? If you tell me I have brain cancer, then I'm going to go to the brain. But maybe that's not where it all started. So mm -hmm. it, even though you may give me the details of what you're going through, I'll place that in the prayers, but I will not limit it to just that. And so while they're, while I'm receiving, I'm also feeling their pain because I have to feel it to, to kind of a gift of knowing where the surgeons are at. Right. right. And at the same time, they're working. I'm seeing loved ones. I'm, I might be on a spiritual journey. There's just so much that's going on. And so 
as a healer, I was then faced with cancer. How do you face cancer going now? Really? Like I am helping so many. Why do I have to have cancer? And how will my colleagues or people look at me if I'm a healer and I have cancer? Like, do I share it? Do I not share it? What am I going to learn from this? What's this about? Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, well, I have enough compassion. I do. When you're faced with something where you don't know if you're going to survive, life becomes more valuable and you see it in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that the love, I call them love healings, God's love healings. It's the love that we're embracing ourselves with. It's the love that's coming through the, that energy. And it's, um, I had to love myself, but I had to love the cancer. You know, they always say, fight that cancer. You can beat it. Yes. That's okay to say that. Mm-hmm. But to me, when we fight something, can mm-hmm. think about it when we're fighting something in our mind. Mm-hmm. We're resisting it, right? We're not really healing it. Mm-hmm. And so if we have the cancer and we're fighting it, fighting it, you know, the magnets aren't going to go together. Right. But if you just love the cancer, mm-hmm. it's like having a child come into your, your house, you know, room. It's like, I'm so sick. I have a fever. And you're like, I'm angry with you. Go away. <laughs> you're not. You're right. You're going right. to embrace them. True. So you need to embrace the cancer. And then what I learned through that is, having cancer now, anyone that I do help with cancer, I'm not just looking in like I was, I'm now there walking that walk with them. I can see it from their view from through their eyes where before I would have no idea. So I learned from it, I believe some of our hardest lessons become our greatest blessings. And we should see the blessings as we're walking through some of the healings that we have to go through in life. And and there are challenges, you know, we, life isn't a bunch of roses, right? We, we, we have some hardships and, yes. and during that hardships, how are we going to decide to walk through it? And that's kind of what I've learned through the cancer. How am I going to walk through this? And I just kept telling myself all is well, either way, if I pass, I'm going to be okay. If I'm here, I'm okay. And I surrendered and I released the control to the highest divine, whether you call it God the absolute one, whatever name you give it. And by doing that, I no longer hung on to that heaviness of trying to make it be one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And then I also asked cancer the question, what do you want me to learn from you? Oh, good question. What do you want me to learn from you? And once you learn the lesson, I remember calling it my beast. You know, you're just my beast inside me. And in the end, I wrote a book called um, Doctor's Faith and Courage. And I saw the beauty in my beast. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what it's all about. It's like the miracles and my cancer, the two books really are one. Mm-hmm. Because I've had to not only do the miracles, right? See the miracles and be the healer. But now I had to become the person in the book. And then... How do I, as a healer, do I receive medicine? Do I, what do I do? And I think it's up to each individual, but I prayed and felt my, what I heard from myself was, why wouldn't you use every tool in the toolbox Mm -hmm. and trust the process? You know, 
you don't like your doctor, then don't go to your doctor. Be your own advocate for your own body. Yep. And um, because you know it better than anyone else. Sure. And so I can share too a little bit about miracles, right? People say, well, in their mind, a miracle means that they're 100% cured, right? So I am God's instrument vessel. I release my humanist aside and I have to just allow it to come through. As mediums, you both know that. It's not up to you what you're receiving, right? You're just the vessel. Yes. And so my intention is always, I want that 100% miracle, but I don't know what that means. Miracle comes in many forms. So I'll give you three short stories. One story was of a woman that had cancer, breast cancer for 20 years. And um, she actually suffered from shame since she was four years old. So that was 40 years of shame from her father. So her father comes through, which she would have never done on her own, through her healing, has a conversation with her to remove the shame. And little by little, it didn't happen instantaneously, but the cancer went in remission and her doctors call it a walking miracle because she had it for 20 years. She had chemo, everything, nothing helped. And so you see that healing can be a process. She did, she watched it. She kept her faith. Mm -hmm. Now healing can happen instantaneously. I had a woman that had mental illness and in during her mental illness, her healing, Hers is a miraculous. She took a spiritual journey and she saw herself as a child and she had to hug the inner child, heal the inner child within her. And come to find out, she had 20 years of mental illness. She committed suicide twice to attempt. She was in hospitalized relation for her mental illness, one for one month, one for four months. So this wasn't something that was, this was ongoing. And this was her last resort was this healing. And she had a conversation with God and hugging that inner child and God hugging her. And one thing that came through, it's so, so fascinating. I saw us going on a spiritual journey and I'm like, okay, and I don't, I'm not with you. This is long distance, right? She's in a, another state or even another country. So I'm voicing this and then they get the MP4 after. So I'm like, what is she going to think about this? I, I feel like we're Mary Poppins. And we're going up like in, like to another dimension, like Mary Poppins. Well, come to find out that they call her Mary Poppins as a nickname. Her mother says when she travels to Germany, she throws everything in her bag like Mary Poppins. And she learned English by watching Mary Poppins. Oh. So hearing all of that was like, oh, who would have known, right? But she said that before she even ended the session, so I say sit in your quiet space for an hour, she goes, what just happened? I'm different. So before she even listened to it, she was healed mm -hmm. 100%. Like, like she goes, I was outside and couldn't see the sunshine. I walked outside after the healing and could feel the sunshine. Oh, it's a blessing. So it was just a blessing. And then you have people that are passing and you go, okay, so what can I give them? You know, is it, maybe it, it's, maybe they're supposed to pass, right? Maybe this is part of their journey. And who am I to reject that, to have that healing? So 
one lady had peace in passing because her father came to and said, I'll be there with her. And she passed three, three weeks later. And she told her husband, my dad's here. He's wearing the suit. He told me he would be. And so she, she didn't have that fear of the unknown. She knew her dad would be there. And the other person with um, passing, we really felt she, you know, she had three months. She was told, I thought for sure she, she was healed. I'm like, you are healed. She felt she was healed. She had two weeks of feeling like she was back to normal. She got to spend life with her friends laughing, not in pain. And then out of nowhere, she dies. And I said, what was that all about? Well, she was able to shed all the unworthiness that she carried for so long. So she was healed and was able to transcend without holding on anything that and having the quality of life two weeks before she passed. So where's the miracle, right? And how do miracles come in so many different ways? And, and I am, like I said, just the instrument vessel. I cannot guarantee, but I know that they come in many forms for the people that come. It's beautiful. I love that. I am a firm believer in miracles and I've personally witnessed many in my own life since birth. And uh, I just think that's amazing that you can kind of bring that perspective to people to see that even though it's not what they're expecting, it's still a miracle. And that's just it. I had one lady say, cause she didn't receive the miracle that she wanted. Right. But she, her that. friend, her friend said, well, what kind of miracle did you get? And she goes, what kind of miracle did you want me to get? I got the miracle that I, I needed. Yes. And she knew deep within what she received was exactly what she needed. And so that was a great way to answer, right? I got received the miracle I needed. And, um, and yes, um, I think miracles are for us and those are listening that might be struggling in any way, emotionally, physically, spiritually, never lose hope right. because that's where I started losing hope. Asking, remember what I had, um, that illness, just take me, right? Because I didn't have any dignity. Um, but I had lost hope. I did. Um, because no one was helping me. And that's why I built this army for love. love because that. you need to have that support. You need to build that army. And if you have no loved ones here, because some people don't have family. No, they don't. Army can mean like your ancestors on one side, another spirit loved one on another. I would say you always have one walking in front of you to guide you one behind you so you never fall back one on each side to walk with you that's why the four is there all sides and so you just build that army of support and love and because love is what heals it does um you know can i ask you um deborah so before your near-death experiences uh do you were you were you afraid of dying or was was there a fear there that there are for many people and then after you had those experiences there's the fear was removed i think i really wasn't paying attention to dying you know i had the four children as a busy mom mm -hmm. um i know when my parents passed it was very very hard on me and it wasn't like I was questioning where they were, but I didn't have the abilities of the mediumship yet. So I was just going through the grieving process like everybody does. That experience of um, 
the car accidents. I had fear for a long time of, am I going to have another car accident? Am I going to leave my body again? Mm. Um, I've had to really try to heal and focus that. And it was the experience on 121.12 that going to that space, seeing that space, really feeling that embrace of love, not wanting to come back. Now that that experience, I'm no longer afraid to do that. Beautiful. And um, I have, we have so many more questions to ask you, Deborah. And just for everyone who's just joining us, we are with Deborah Martin, who has a website, goldenmiracles.com. She's sharing with us uh, the books that she's written, her near-death experiences, and her healing in her mediumship. And that's what we'll be talking about during the next break. I mean, after this break, Deborah, I do want to ask you, because you mentioned in the story, one of your stories, you're seeing a gentleman, a surgeon with the knife, who's going to be helping you (laughs) healing. Was this a guide for you or who, who do you feel that was, was that someone recognizable? It didn't, there wasn't recognizable at all. And it wasn't a guide of mine. It was just um, someone that was brought to me through God to do, perform on my body what needed to happen. And I can remember them cutting me open. I can remember the pain of them suctioning out a lot of toxins. Um, and that pain was so painful that I needed to leave. But I trusted. I had a trust. I had a trust with my mediumship with spirit. I trusted they were there for a good reason. Um, and I trusted in that there's a higher... D- divine source. So there was no fear. That's beautiful. And then after, let me just ask you now, how are you? How is your health? How is yes, good question. Gone? Is remission? <laughs> Everything's gone. Everything's gone. Yeah. I'm um, over three years right now, cancer free. Um, and that's another thing, you know, you, you still have to have your checkups up to five years. Right. And the one thing for people that are going through checkups, that can be like fearful, like, oh, what oh, if, yeah. right? Whenever you have that what if, change it to the positive. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say, okay, God, I'm going in again. We're going to prove that it's still gone. Let's go. And right. I look at it more of an exciting journey, like, okay, another proof. Here we go. And so I walk the walk with gratitude each step of the way, because I really believe gratitude has a lot to do with how you heal. So true. So true. And I love that you were, you said you talked to your cancer, like you spoke about, you spoke to your cancer. What am I to learn? What are my lessons to learn here? My husband did that. Did he? Really? Yeah. Well, he read it in a book, so he started doing it. Yes. And it worked. And it worked. He's here. Yeah. And so- when I would go into my, um, like when I had chemo pills, those you're like, oh, I don't want to have those chemo pills. Oh, oh, right. You're like, yeah. really? And I felt like you have to pray on those chemo pills. You have to be gratitude for those. I'm like, okay, I'm going to really have gratitude here. And I remember taking, I had 19 pills. Oof. And so I would take two by two, hold them in a dish, pray on them, digest them, and really giving love to them. Right, because it's it. This is part of my healing, mm-hmm. and I can remember going into the radiation, seeing the big machine, yeah. and going, "That's a little scary." So the first day I went through with fear. The second day I decided to go in and embrace the machine and thanking the machine, and it ended up being my God time. That's when I heard the word Army for Love, okay. and 
let's keep that for after the break because we do okay. talk about Army for Love, everyone. We want to talk about the Engage program. There's just so much. We're with Deborah Martin on her website, goldenmiracles.com. Thank you for tuning in. You are watching Seeing Beyond Living Transformed. Uh, myself, Cheryl Murphy, and my colleague, Kelly Eckhart, will be right back after this break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Seeing Beyond Living Transformed is a spiritual crossing of the threshold to the world of being a truly expanded human being. Join medium Cheryl and Kelly for conversations about discovering deep spirituality, developing your intuitive and empathic skills, and personal mediumship. Each episode will focus on tips, tools, and techniques to help you understand and expand your own inner gifts and life journey. You can call in each week to receive spiritual guidance, personal readings, and we'll answer your questions. We'll talk with luminary experts on meditations, the afterlife, energy healing, past lives, and much more. Join our Seeing Beyond spiritual community to learn more about expanding your mind, body, and soul, and have fun on your journey to empowered transformation. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Seeing Beyond, Living Transformed with Kelly and Cheryl. If you have questions for the hosts or guests, you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now let's get back to the show. Here again are Cheryl and Kelly. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening or watching Seek Beyond Living Transformed on Voice America. And we're here today with Deborah Martin. And we came back at 333. I love numbers. Thank you, Cheryl, for pointing that out. And we're going to um, continue discussing amazing things with Deborah here. And I have a few questions that we've been asked. And I think uh, I already gave her a few. I'm just going to read the first one from Beth. All right, Deborah. Um, Beth is asking, saying she had a brain aneurysm in May and she has another surgery coming up. Can you help with what lesson? you know, what her lesson could be. And, you know, she's struggling right now. Anything that you could help her out with, that'd be great. So when we have another surgery that puts panic, that puts another trigger that, oh my gosh, what, you know, what's going on. 
anytime I go into surgery, what I do is I surround myself and think of it. Okay. Spirit's going to be with me. God's going to be at my side. He's going to, to apply healing to me. So you start with gratitude. Thank you. Stay in the I am's or, you know, I am going to be healed. I am standing with God. I am going to be okay. Be really careful with your choice of the words. So secondly, when I go into a surgery, I like to bring the doctors to me, um, anesthesiologists and the person performing it. And I give gratitude to them. And you should see the, the way they shift, their energy shifts it just for you. And that's you giving gratitude for them, them as well, because they're going to pres- give you something that your body needs. Thank you for the, the studies you did for me, for being here that I can have this today. Secondly, when they cover you with that white blanket, every time they covered me with a white bl- blanket for PET scans or even for my um, radiation, I use that as God's white light blanket embracing and holding me this entire time with this healing light and love and it gave me that peace so that's what I want you to do so that you can release that fear walking in knowing that all is well and will be well and um and to answer the question of why are you struggling right now I would answer I would ask yourself that question ask that you know why is this showing up again what I what I what ha- I haven't learned from it. What do you want me to learn from you so that we can just be done? Um, so I wish you so much. Um, I hope this helped and I wish you um, many, much healing and blessings to you. And, and Deborah, um, I love that you're talking about, you know, asking what our lesson is. You know, do we have to figure that out right away? Because I know no. my husband still, you know, asked that question and it's I been think- a year, you know? I think it will show up when it's supposed to show up um, because you're learning along the way. And so I didn't learn cancer right away. It took you know me to go through the entire treatments and everything, but I had to be present in each moment. Now I had the time to be present each moment because I was going through cancer. When we are going through a struggle, what let's say it's relationship or even something in life, right? Grief. We don't have the time necessarily to give to that. So that could take longer for us to see and learn that lesson. So Beth already messaged us and said, that is so wonderful. And she said, I don't have enough words to thank you. So thank you, Deborah. Oh, that was very welcome. helpful to her. And, um, and and I, I love that question because I frequently, you know, ask myself that about things in life, like when I lost my son, you know, I try not to focus on necessarily the grief. I'm going to grieve always, right? But I tried to focus on like, what lessons have I learned? And what am I grateful for from this pain and things like mm-hmm. that? And that's been a real huge, you know, thing that's helped me heal through the time that since he's passed. And whenever I feel sad or things like that, I try to remember what I'm so grateful for about, you know, being his mom and having him as my child for 20 years and now having him a spirit relationship with him for the last six. And, you know, those things I try to find the gratitude in. So I think that works not just with healing for, you know, illnesses, but also for pain, like emotional think, pain. Right. And, and for people that think I don't have to feel to heal, it's important to have those emotions. It's important to allow yourself oh, yeah. to cry. You know, I heard this one person say that, 
she allows the grief she lost her child to come in the door for 20 minutes. She physically opens the door every morning, has that 20 minutes, and then asks us to leave and shuts the door. So she's allowing herself. She's honoring herself. She's honoring those feelings. And lessons and hardships are opportunity for growth. Yes. Right? And so it that's changes. what we have to remember. It changes us. It shifts us. I mean, I look at my NDEs. Do I want them to happen again? No, but it made me who I am today. So can I see them as blessings now? Yes. yes. So what we might, it might take years for you to see that. Right. Um, some people never see it at all. And I don't, okay. think it's, I don't think it's just one lesson either. I mean, the longer we mm-hmm. reflect or whenever they yes. come up, it's like there's another lesson to learn exactly. from that experience. Right. There's another right. grow and mature and evolve. And it's like, oh, there's another. <laughs> We're able to see a little bit more into it, so to speak. Right, right. See well, that. Mm-hmm. I would love to read this other question from Alejandra. Um, she emailed this and she says, I have a question for today. I have noticed a pattern that happens in my life. I am an energy healer as well. The pattern is that every few months something triggers my fear and I get caught in the loop for a few weeks with fear and then it goes away. The fear can be debilitating. I have noticed it's been a pattern in my life since I was a child and I would love to break this pattern. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. So there's two things that intuitively I heard. She said it started when she was a child. So I'd like her to close her eyes and and visualize, maybe even get a picture of herself as when she was a child. Go back to that space and and hug yourself and tell your child that now where you are today, tell that child that they're safe, that they're okay, that they're going to be okay. And that can start the healing from way deep within. The triggers and the fear, we all get triggers at times, right? And then I love that you're aware of them because that's the first step. Once you're aware that trigger is starting, then what I want you to do is just take a deep breath. And at that very moment, because you're feeling the fear and you're feeling that um, it's going to take you down at that very moment, take a deep breath in and tell yourself, I'm safe. Because at that moment, you are. Where are you? You're safe. Nothing's happening to you. You're just feeling it and going through it. So stop thinking and go to the, the, I am safe. I am at peace. I am okay. Keep saying that because then all of a sudden you'll feel it and embrace you with it. But then you're able to stop the trigger from spiraling yourself down. So it's being aware and then applying it. Mm-hmm. breathing through it because that's what you, you have to do your part and then letting it go right once we let it go it's no longer there for us to feel so we're 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 aware we're aware we're surrounding ourselves with that love by breathing and saying those words and then we're letting that go so that we're not going to go back to that trigger i hope that helps that's beautiful i like that you know um I think a lot of times I'm always rewriting the um, the voice in my head from childhood. Mm-hmm. And I always say, like, in the beginning, the, the voice is, you know, it's not a nice voice, right? And you're like, be quiet. And I, you know, I'm always like talking in my voice and re- rewriting the words. So whenever 
when something negative pops up in my head, I immediately change it to something positive. And I've been doing this for about 12 years now. And I can say, I hardly ever have negative thoughts pop up anymore. And they never even get a chance to finish when they do pop up. Because Mm -hmm. my brain's already wired now to just flip it immediately. And I I think it, it can work, you know, lots of things like that work. So I love that. I like what you just said. You said a powerful um, message here. It takes time, but you're rewiring it. So, yeah. so the triggers that are taking over right now, but as you get into this pattern, mm-hmm. this becomes your new pattern right. and the old pattern goes away. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. of course I, I can't take the credit. I know spirit taught me that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. I was going through a rough time at my, um, about 12 years ago in life and, they came, they always come to me in dreams and take me to the, I leave my body and we go to the white room to learn. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love like that. Whole, everybody's wearing white and it's this white room and there's white marker boards and it's a classroom. So they talked to me about rewiring my brain. <laughs> I love it. And so I started doing it back then. Um, we have beautiful. another really great couple of questions I wanted to get to. So okay. um, this one here I think is really important because I'm sure this is going to apply to a lot of people. So it's from Maria C. She says, how can I heal my bodily pain from head to toe? Fibromyalgia, spinal stenosis, Achilles tendonitis, neuropathy and radiculopathy, Hashimoto's disease, IBS-D, which I think is a more severe version, and lung disease. Okay, so What's going on as here? you keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, these become I have they become your label of who you are right and I'm not I'm I'm not discrediting you for having these because a lot of people have this and and they're told you know I have fibromyalgia I have IBS and and some of the other things that you said and they're serious and it's it's I'm going to just go to the IBS you know like frustrating you know all of a sudden it's like I thought I was doing better and now it takes you back and that's frustration is that resistance of you know like because now it's it's that trigger oh here i am again or the pain from the fibromyalgia oh now i'm feeling it again and i go back to sending your body love and the other thing you can do is just in prayer you know you're rubbing your hands together and you're saying you know give me the energy that i need for my body right now place it in my hands if you don't like to rub them like this, just place your hands up, sit there for a while and feel them and start to get tingly, right? And you'll feel them in your palms and then place it on your hands anywhere you feel like your body needs that love, right? That, that calmness and just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And feel it and breathe it. So you're, you're receiving it, you're accepting it and you're giving gratitude for it. And that that exercise should help. Oh, I love that. That is beautiful. It, it's more about it, it's more about. Um, I, I love the the hands when you're giving when you're teaching people. Deborah, reminding them that they are part of the healing. They're part of right. their own healing. Right. So in Qigong, they teach that um, your palms are receivers, right? And so. I always have everybody keep their palms up to receive, but your fingers are like antennas. So if all of us are energy and we can attract that energy, we just have to ask, 
Yes. And then receive and apply. I love mm-hmm. it. And I, you're, you're so generous answering these questions, yes, Deborah. We you. do have more coming in. And before we do take another question, Deborah, I'd like you to share with us the T-shirt you're wearing, the Army for Love, the Engage uh, program. Can you tell us? I yes. saw it on your website, but I'd love to hear you describe it. So if you go to my Engage page, it's everything's on there from signing up for a prayer, um, going to my Army for Love apparel. I, I heard to create these and it's, it's to support a loved one. So a loved one that's going through any kind of illness, you know, you, you embrace them, say, wear this and look in the mirror and remember you are loved. Remember that they're all around you on four sides. So um, people with chemo have sweatshirts, they get cold, you know, embrace yourself with that army of love. And just a reminder, I, I have so much passion for it. So that's all on the engage page. Um, the events are on the engage page. So in the engage page says a lot, um, the, my YouTube is there. So if you really want to hear that story about the mental illness that was cured, she speaks the, for 20 minutes and shares her entire story on there. It's fabulous. So there's a lot of miracles that you can listen to on there. Um, so I would encourage you to go to the engage page and then the contact page has all the Instagram and Facebook um, connections as well. Thank you for mentioning that. Oh, of course. And just to let people understand how they can reach out to you. I mean, your website is goldenmiracles.com. And what you're describing is you do remote healing. You work with people around the world. It's all remote. It's all remote. Um, I find that um, I was doing them in person. And I find that they're really more profound when you're not there. Like, for instance, one woman said, had I come into your healing room, you would have seen what was wrong with me. But here you voice that my left side was higher than my right side. I didn't understand that in the session. I was just seeing it. And she said, one of my breasts were removed. And you would have seen that if I would have been there, but you had no idea. And so it just becomes more profound because I know nothing. I can't pick up on your energy. And it allows you to stay in your sacred place. You know, when we're not feeling good, we don't want to travel, right? Mm-hmm. And I can, I can do this from around the world where people can, might be sleeping during the time of their healing. It doesn't matter what time it is or where you are. Energy travels. And that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. It does. And I love that I used to have... People send healing to my son when he was in Colorado and we were in California um, because he was going through a rough time. And I can remember him picking up the phone at nine o'clock at night when I had a bunch of healers. We're all like meditating, giving him healing. (laughs) And he says, Mom, what are you doing to me? (laughs) And I said, what do you mean? He goes, I just feel all warm and fuzzy and I know it has to do with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Yeah, it was funny. Anyways, I love that it does. We don't have to be in person. It's so true. And I love that you, you made that point. Thank um, you. We do have another really good question I'd love to ask you. And I actually mm-hmm. want to share my experience with this as well. But I would love to hear your answer. Um, Christine Moloney asked, do you, did you have a life review when you had your near-death experiences? I did not have a life review. Um, basically, I was seeing the first car accident. I was seeing you know, myself in another dimension. And that was showing me that there was another dimension. And in the other um, 
out-of-body experience, I was taken to another space um, where I know was a healing space, a, a place where only I was going to hear those words. No one else in the universe would hear them. And so it wasn't my time to really pass and see those things. It was my time to move forward. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get that. So, and I had an interesting experience. Um, so I've had some near-death experiences as a small child, um, but I was so connected to the spirit world that I wasn't really aware that that had happened until recently. Mm. Listening to people and their near-death stories going, oh, that used to happen to me all the time as a child. But anyways, that's another story. When my son passed, um, we were very connected. Even when he was in the womb, I could read his mind. He could read mind. It was just a strange relationship I always had with this child. And so when he passed, I immediately felt still connected as if he was still here. And I started going through every night a life review with him. And it was just our experiences. And I went all the way back to when he was in my womb. And I was in my womb with him in this life review. It was quite an amazing experience. And uh, it was as if we were walking, well, we were walking through a desert and I love your book with the door, how it opens up because each to the left and to the right, there was like these random doorways kind of like that, but they were circular and it was just like a little area we could walk in. And then in there, we were both having an experience at a certain time in our life and we were watching and observing it now and feeling each other's emotions and feeling each other's pain and there were like no words it was just as if we understood Mm -hmm. what the Mm -hmm. other went through and we were apologizing to each other in our own way and it was so beautiful so i imagine that like everybody's life review you know they don't necessarily go through that with the living right they usually go through that on their own or perhaps they even go through that with other people on the other side that help them and walk them through it so i feel very blessed to have experienced that And I just wonder if there is anybody that has gone through that, you know, um, a a little bit of a life review um, during a near-death experience. I I like how you said, you know, you're in the womb together. It's like you were one. We were, yeah. Right? And you didn't need to communicate by words. You communicated Mm -hmm. in your mind. And that's how it was when I crossed over hearing. hearing Understood. the words through the divine, I was, you were connecting through the mind. And um, when I do my healing sessions, that's what I'm asking. I'm asking for the highest divine, myself and my client to become one so that I'm feeling what they're feeling and they're feeling what I'm feeling at the same time in two different spaces. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were doing in your life review. I, I know people that in myself with a past life regression, I've seen those doors and gone through that, but not in the NDE. That was fascinating. Yeah. And, and mine was, you know, so I've astro traveled my whole life. I mean, it's just um, something I thought was normal. And when I first started talking about it as a child, I realized like I was not, I was the only one really kind of doing it other than my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had learned that I had to kind of keep my mouth shut about this. Um, you know, I just thought everybody could do it. Uh, but you know, my son that passed, we always had that connection. I could see through his eyes when he was doing something bad and (laughs) I would immediately come outside. And I think when he was about nine, he's like, I can't do anything bad because it's like, you know, and it's like, you're always getting me right as I'm about to, you know, do something I'm not supposed to do. And I said, yeah, I know. I said, because I can see 
I know what you're doing. And so he always told me the truth. And, you know, it was difficult because he was on this mission to live life to the fullest. So it was interesting. My, my children would always say that too. Like we can never get anything, you know, beyond mom. She would know what was going on. We'd walk in the door and they're like, Oh, she already knows. She already knows. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you know, you do that as a mom. This was a little bit different, but yeah, I mean, it's because I really could just see who he was with. It was like I was looking through his eyes. And and so he would just tell me the truth. And, you know, what a beautiful different. relationship. It, it was, beautiful. you know what I mean? But it was also hard. It was probably showing you, though, now that he's on the other side, that doesn't change. No, he's, I still see things through his eyes. I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, I do. And he, he brings me people where he's my, he's my worker. Like we work That's together, awesome. you know, my helper. And you, you th- what a blessing. It yeah. is. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got quite a sense of humor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, um, brings me some interesting readings and I enjoy them. So, yeah. Uh, we have just a couple of minutes left, really just about a minute left, but would you please Deborah, share with our audience, what's like one thing we can do to help ourselves with our own healing? I know gratitude is so important. The words we speak to ourselves, the I am, what can you impart on us? You know, uh, there's just the program yes. just long enough for you, please. But just I think, I us? think to answer that really quickly is joy. Joy raises our vibration when we're stuck at home and we're feeling down or even when we're going through cancer or an illness, when you have somebody come over that makes you laugh, that joy, it takes that pain away. You just, you know, it raises the vibration. If you don't, if you can't leave the house and you have no one, then look outside, you know, have joy for the birds. Have joy. I remember like I, it was like, I never liked doing laundry. And then when I could again, I was like, oh, I have joy today. I could do laundry. Yeah. So it's just the simple things yes. that can bring us joy. We just have to see it. So my advice is find one piece of joy in every day. Well, that's mm-hmm. great advice. And it was a pleasure meeting you, Deborah. Definitely oh. going to uh, keep in touch. Yeah. And lifelong friends. I yeah. Feel. Yeah, I do. And I, I want to find out more about you. So Maybe I'll make an appointment. (laughs) You're sweet. I'd love to hear from you. We could talk not on here. How's that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, everyone, uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Kelly, it's been a joy being with you today. I just want to say I'm happy to be with you. Deborah, I mean, what we feel like we've been touched by an angel today. So thank you for lifting our hearts today. And for everyone watching us, uh, we it's a joy being with you. We've enjoyed today seeing Beyond Living Transformed. All of you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We hope you'll join us again on the journey to seeing beyond next week. Until then, have fun on your journey of empowered transformation.